0: Listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you listeners. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top ranked Austin P podcast via Home and Garden Television. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. I have no banter because I'd like to get to the main event this week football. Football. It was- it's still little a little bizarre
1: that we're excited about this
0: no it's just you know by November for for years by November football
1: was not Being exactly behind the curtain of basketball
0: yeah it, it was it was definitely a back burner event and now it is Important. it is it it
1: is all eyes are on Forterra Stadium all eyes are on Forterra Stadium this weekend, but last weekend, all eyes were on the Governors, who went on the road and got another big win in Murray, Kentucky. Uh, they beat the brakes off Murray State, kind of like we do in podcasting. Just like we do in just podcasting. Just like it. The Govs ran for 295 yards and held the Racers to just 45 rushing yards. We uh, They were negative rushing yards heading into the fourth quarter, so another strong defensive effort from the Governors. Uh, in the first three quarters, the Govs scored a touchdown in each quarter thanks to two rushing tds from prince mamadou and a second nobody quarter do like do. nobody do like prince mamadou nobody do like prince mamadou and then a second quarter javon craig found uh, d'angelo wilson on a 40 yard seam route for a touchdown the govs led 21 to nothing going into the fourth quarter when they exploded for 21 more points another craig to wilson touchdown pass and a mod tanner touchdown run from seven yards out and then cordell jackson decided to change things up and uh diversify himself for a little bit for the first time this season a scoop and score on a fumble instead of a pick six
0: it's always good to diversify the defensive touchdown portfolio
1: yeah he's just spreading them out around all kinds of the defensive touchdown styles but back to the governor's defense dominating again only seven points allowed mason harwell had a sack pat walker had a sack jack mcdonald had a sack cam miller had a sack isaiah norman and marquise griffin had picks you read that marquise griffin had a pick the big fella got the deflection got a little four-yard return on it Kwame Sutton had two sacks. Our friend Sean Whittinghill, two and a half tackles for a loss and a sack. And then Josephus Smith, three and a half more tackles for a loss and another sack and a half. Can can anybody block him? No. No, they cannot. Or Well, I'm sure somebody can, they just don't play in the OVC. That's the final answer. Govs won 42-7. Big ro- road win sets up the biggest game in Th- program history. The that showdown. Weekend.
0: Yeah, that. The road remained unkind to the Governor's men's basketball team last week, also fell be felt at Tulsa on Saturday and in Nashville to Vanderbilt on Wednesday. These games were eerily similar, and the Govs had fairly sizable first-half leads, only to see them slip away late in the half. At Tulsa, Terry Taylor put up 20, 22 points in 11 boards as the lineup took on new form, with Jordan Adams and Evan Henson entering the starting five for the first time. Tulsa pulled away late, but the Govs fought to the bitter end in a 72-65 decision in Oklahoma. At Vanderbilt, foul trouble shortened the rotation for much of the game, but Adams made a big splash with a career-high 25 points against the Commodores. The Govs led by as many as nine in the first half before a late Vandy run sent the Commodores into the break with a slight lead. It was a one-possession game at the midway point in the second half, but the Govs went cold at an inopportune time, missing 10 of
1: their final 14 shots from the floor. Women's basketball dropped 100 for the second time this season. It's only the fifth time in program history they've scored 100 multiple times in a season and were only four games in. Uh, the next time the Govs hit 100 this season, if they do, will tie the single-season record of 100-point games in a season set by the 1985-86 team. But Ariel Gonzalez-Varner led the way Posting her second straight double double at Mississippi Valley State on Monday, the All OVC a preseason All OVC forward had 21 points and 13 rebounds. She leads the OVC in offensive rebounding, and the sophomore class also had a pretty good day. Maggie Knowles scored 16 points and hit four three pointers for the second straight game, and Casey Kidwell scored a career high 15 points. She hit two three pointers in the game, and like I said, the Govs won 100 to 82 against two Mississippi Valley State.
0: Oh, Mississippi Valley State
1: avenging. Of payback.
0: Payback.
1: It was we a got short em. week for the
0: Austy volleyball team with only a visit from Eastern Kentucky on the docket. The Govs swept the Colonels led by a thirteen kill effort from Brooke Moore and a stifling defense which held the gu- the Colonels to a 0. .026 attack percentage, which while I am not an expert volleyball knower, seems insanely bad for EKU and great for the Govs.
1: I'm just gonna base it off like a baseball batting average. It's it's yeah. not
0: good. Yeah, you you wanna you wanna at least be in the twos. You want to at least have three digits. Also, yes. With the OVC tournament up next, the fifth seat of Govs got some good news ahead of the tournament when Moore was named second team All-OVC, and Jenny Gerig bussey became the first player in program history to earn OVC Defensive Player of the Year honors. So congrats to those two, and best of luck to the Govs this weekend. That'll do it for the week. Is it just me, or are the weeks getting... Less packed with contest but more packed with importance? Yes. Okay, well, then I'm glad we settled that. Uh, we'll bring in J.P. Batarsi of the football team to talk all manner of Ossipi football-related shenanigans right after this. Obviously, Saturday is going to be a very big day for the Austin football program. A lot is on the line for every person on the roster, and one of those people on the roster is J.P. who who's kindly consented to come in and talk to me today. I mean, the elephant in the room right now, J.P., is the prospect of winning conference. What, what are the emotions
2: leading up to this game? Um, it's a big deal, obviously, for this university, and... Football program, athletics in general. Um, our biggest thing, it, especially with Coach Hud, is, um, and it has been leading up to this game, is take one game at a time, and focus on that team. Don't focus two games down the road or the playoffs or whatever that might be. Just take just, care of business. Just take care of business. Take um, one game at a time and prepare each day like it's your last, and do the best thing you can for that day.
0: Have there been any changes to how you guys prepare, or have you noticed any subtle differences from the start of the year to now
2: that everything is coming to this culmination? I'd say guys are more excited because they see, um, I guess you could say the light, and they see that it's right there in front of them. And it's a couple of days away because um, Coach Hudd referred back to in January and February when we were do outside doing mat drills or at 5 a.m. in the morning when we were running, this, this is for an OVC championship. This is for that game that you need to win to earn that spot. And so in the back of our minds, we've all kind of been prepared and ready for this moment. But I think a lot of the guys, and you can tell the energy of practice, it's just a little different, just because of how close this game is, and guys are ready to for this game and ready to play. Is it a different
0: vibe and a different feeling to get to this point in the year and still have that kind of energy at practice? Because you guys have been at it Mm -hmm. every day since late July.
2: It's a big deal, and guys, especially the seniors. um, And I know I've been here three years, and I know three years ago we had this opportunity to get to the playoffs, and we were just shy of that, and it. Destroyed guys and broke them, and I know that especially for them. And even we had a talk as the team and the seniors were saying, even if you don't play, you still have a role in this team, whether you're on scout team or or look team or whatever that is. Even if you're you're just one of the the guys that are dressing in the jersey on the sideline, you're you're playing. And they asked us to play for them because when we're sitting in their seats, we want the guys below us to play for us like we would for them. As a
0: walk on, do you find that you have to work harder than everybody else to get the
2: to get everything you have? I wouldn't necessarily say I'd have to work harder. Um it definitely does drive me and some of my friends that are walk ons, um because we didn't get that recognition out of high school or they didn't happen to have scholarship money or whatever the case may be, um So I think for me personally, it just drives me more and makes me work harder. Um, I don't necessarily feel the the need or, oh, if I don't work hard enough at practice, this or this is going to happen. It's just kind of in me that I have to prove myself, and um, by doing so, I may earn a scholarship. And um, by me working harder, it makes the other guys better, so I'm okay with that. You
0: stuck through Coach Healy, through Coach Hudspeth, and for a walk-on to, to hang around through a coaching change, that means that the coaches see something in them, and they tend to be kind of the coach's dream because they're the guys who do anything, bust their butts to, to make it difficult on the 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 ones. Is that something that you've felt that, Coach Hudsmith really has a lot of respect for you because of how
2: you carry yourself and how you how you go about your business on a daily basis. I do. Um, we, at the end of the, the year, I guess in May before school lets out, um, he has a meeting with each of the players, walk-ons, starters, or whatever it may be, and he goes through and talks about um, where you were as a player specifically, um, where your role is on that team, and whether you got to keep your scholarship or you lost it for that year, and um, uh, he, he was a walk-on, and he always explains this and tells us this, that he was a walk-on, and he didn't start for three years, and he had moved positions. He was a quarterback. He played safety. He played receiver. He he's So he's done it all, and he understands what it takes to to earn that spot, and he um, looks up to those guys that are, are willing to just stick in it even though they don't have a scholarship and they're willing to do whatever and he's told me that he's very proud of me and he's one of those guys or I'm one of those guys that um are willing to do like you said whatever it takes just whether it's to help the ones or if someday I may be that one and he's proud and he's told me that multiple times and he's proud of all of the walk-ons
0: you have to really love it to get up and go through the ground every day for for no scholarship money, right? Yeah, you do. <laughs> what
2: keeps you what keeps you motivated? What keeps you fired up? Um like you said, wanting to um wanting to earn that spot, whether it's it's different for every guy. Um me, I'd say a lot of it is for my parents. Um. And they they've done so much for me. And when I initially came to this program with Coach Healy, um, I've visited a bunch of other schools and did a bunch of camps. And this was the one school that I felt like it was home. And just the energy and the people here, um, and it still is that way with the new coaching staff and and athletics and all that. Um but I'd say it's for my parents mostly just it's not really a burden on them that, cause they're paying for school, but it's just something that I personally am like, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to earn that spot and earn that scholarship no matter what it takes.
0: I hear your dad's a financial guru and that he came and gave a uh, talk to the team over the mm-hmm. summer. Um, Was that weird having the worlds (laughs) collide there? Your dad speaking to your team?
2: No, he. um, That actually hasn't been the first time he's done that. Oh, really? (laughs) In high school, he. um, My dad's had multiple jobs, from being a waiter to to a financial advisor. It's just he can do everything. But um, in high school, he was the photographer for our high school, and so he was. He had a little pass and was down on the sidelines next to me. And he's been there since middle school all through high school. And then he told me that when I get to college that he's done and he's not going to take pictures anymore, which is it was hard for both of us just because we've literally been by each other for 10 plus years or so. Um, And it's just it was interesting because it was a different um, way. And it was more of a grown up kind of interaction because it was financial advice and it was and we're all grown up and in college rather than hey can you come take a picture of me and my buddies at (laughs) this game or after the game or whatever um it was good and i think um me being his son and my friends knowing me it helped him get his point across on how important um financial advice or managing your money is and some of my friends um some of my friends are going to intern actually, um, in the spring for his firm oh, or his company. Great. Yeah, just because of it, what he said spoke to them, and that's what they want to do in in school, and and so I think it would be good for for me and for the players and whoever. If he comes back, it'd be they'd love to have him. You're majoring in leadership, correct? Leadership and organization, and minoring in engineering. Is football helping you prepare for that, and if so how I believe so um especially football i mean sports in general is a great um a great way for kids to learn um i'd say outside the classroom because it's especially football because it teaches you how to listen to authority and whether that may be a coach or an older player um because no matter if you're going to be the youngest guy on the team and you're going to be the oldest guy on the team no matter what what age you are so like if you're in in high school and you're a freshman and you have to listen to those seniors telling you what to do and then one day you may be a senior telling those freshmen what to do and then you have to start all over again in college and so it it teaches you to to humble yourself and not not think you're all this or all that and it it teaches you how to teach other people um and i believe it's a it's a great um, life lesson i guess whether that's in a job or just life in general because it teaches you a multitude of life lessons as a guy
0: who's best work is done in the background do you kind of ascribe to the theory that you don't need a title to be a leader the leadership takes many different forms
2: oh of course um and coach hud explains that all the time and and it not everybody sees it especially the fans and whoever's watching the games because there's a lot of grit and hard work that goes into the background and they just see the, the glory and all that but um there's there's a lot that goes into it and the the scout team players or the look team players and even the starters we notice that it helps and so those those practices on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that lead up to the game on Saturday, if if the scout team is giving a good look and and showing the defense what the other team and the opponent's gonna do and they're able to stop it, then on Saturday, as you've seen our defense is or our offense is very good against the opponent, and that is all thanks to the Look Team guys. So you drive
0: drive? do you say drive or ride when it comes to motorcycles?
2: Ride. Okay. <laughs> uh, you ride a motorcycle. Yes, sir.
0: Are you big into bikes, or is this just kind of a one-off deal?
2: Um, it. I don't really know how it started, actually. Because my, my dad never had a bike growing up, and then it was just kind of a – A thing that we did he he got a motorcycle and then he's like hey do you want to get your license and I I was 15 when I got it so I had a motorcycle before I had a car which yeah a lot of parents (laughs) would disagree about that but um it was it was just our little thing we've always been close and it was just one more thing to add to that list um and I guess I was a responsible enough kid to own a motorcycle and have the freedom to do that and so I've just been riding since I was fifteen, and it's just our little thing that we do.
0: What are you riding now?
2: Uh, Kawasaki Ninja.
0: Nice. Mhm.
2: Also, understand you're a big gamer. What are you <laughs> currently playing? Um, the new Call of Duty just came out. I've been playing that. Uh, some Apex Legends, but that's about it. A little occasional Fortnite. For- of course, Fortnite. <laughs>
0: uh, also understand that you're adopted. I am. Uh. Walk me through a little bit of that, just the start from the beginning, I guess.
2: Um, that's, That's an interesting story. Well, a lot of... I'll say I'm fortunate, very fortunate for that, for a couple reasons. One being, I was adopted at birth, so my dad and my mom were in the room while I was being born, and growing up, I thought that was a thing, and now and what i've seen and been told is a lot of that doesn't happen it's more so the kid's born he's with the parent for a while and then they can't take care of the kid and then they get put up for adoption and it it was a shock to me i guess um but i'm very thankful that it happened and it was just a very interesting and great experience um, and I still have a relationship with my birth mom today i 'll still text her on mother 's day or whatever and and I know that she 's very proud of me and i 'm proud of her and it it was just a it was a very good experience
0: when you tell someone you 're adopted if you choose to tell them you 're mm-hmm. adopted what 's the reaction often like
2: they don 't believe me usually because okay if you see my dad we look a lot alike and my family we look a lot alike and they're like no you're not adopted and I'm like, I have to like explain like no I do, actually do I, yeah on documentation yeah or something? <laughs> they're like let me see a picture <coughs> blah, blah blah I'm like no I'm actually adopted and then I'll usually have to explain the story and it's one of those things that I guess nowadays people are more sensitive to that topic and are more careful on like asking questions about that but I guess because of how I was raised and how it happened, I'm not ashamed or shy about talking about it. So I'll, if someone asks, I'll explain the story and and tell them what happened.
0: That's interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know people were sensitive about that particular side. I adopted my son. Mm-hmm. He was four hours old mm-hmm. when my wife got to the hospital to see him. Uh, but I never maybe. I've never experienced people tiptoeing around the subject before.
2: Yeah, I, I've i had a couple um, first-hand witnesses with that. Um, and it's, like I said, it's more so with the, either they were put in foster care or something. So, like, it was just a harder... Their, their, their experience. Their experience of, uh, of growing okay. up or something happened where it, they had a traumatic experience and they remember... Um, before being adopted and it kind of that okay. is the sore subject not so as the adoption part gotcha. if that makes sense
0: yeah what is your
2: favorite word favorite word um <laughs> <I'd> say succulent <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah how often does that come up uh more so than you think my my little sister is actually a funny story my little sister, I was taking a, this was back in middle school, I had vocabulary, like little spelling bees, and I had a test coming up, and I was always bad at remembering how to spell words, and my little sister knew how to play the guitar, and my word was succulent that I had to spell, and she and my mom, like, made up a little song about it, (laughs) and that whole next week, um, she just pranced around the house singing that song (laughs) and so it kind of just stuck with me and so it's yeah I'd say that's my favorite word it's a good word yeah what is your least favorite word least favorite word disrespectful who or what inspires you
0: my parents what is the last book you read for fun
2: masterpiece I forget who it's by masterpiece um it's a it was way way back um it was pretty much about this um boy who his parents gave him a drawing set and um there was this little aunt who would it was uh, like a little kids book this little aunt would come and draw these masterpieces for this kid and the kid knew about it and his parents thought it was the kid doing the artwork and it's pretty much like um the ant wasn't being seen for his work but in the end it he got recognized and yeah (laughs) what is your worst habit biting my
0: nails (laughs) what app on your phone gets the most use snapchat what is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in being stuck
2: in a riptide in the middle of the ocean whoa <laughs> how old were you um this was senior year of high school what happened <laughs> there was we were in florida um for a church retreat and we were swimming from one um i guess it was one bank to another and there was it it dipped down and we, we didn't seem that far and we started to swim. It was me and like five six other guys and Swimming across and we got about halfway there and we kept swimming and realized we weren't going anywhere and Then we tried to swim back to where we just came and we couldn't and we started to drift back out into the ocean and It was a very traumatic experience um, And I didn't go in the ocean for a little bit after that above my waist um, but we somehow managed to to get back one of my friends reminded me that when you're caught in one to either swim diagonal or let it just float and go back until it brings you back to shore but it was it was an experience when people ask me why don't you like the beach that (laughs) those stories are why what is your idea of happiness um being able to take care of the ones you love what is your idea of misery saying the ones you
0: love suffer. What makes you self-conscious? Say how I look. I mean, you're, you're a dude. No more, you're right there with the rest <laughs> of us. You, you look fine. Thank you. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing song you love?
2: Um, I wouldn't really say it's embarrassing embarrassing but i like some usher songs it's not really embarrassing no it's just yeah
0: not a huge usher fan but <laughs> that's, yeah he's fine how would you prefer to die
2: in my sleep if you were reincarnated what would you like to come back as and why a cheetah and because i like to see myself as one just because i'm fast
0: <laughs> what might prompt you to lie
2: if it was to hurt someone's feelings what makes you hopeful not sure. Seeing other people's enjoyment, I guess, if that makes sense.
0: Like other people's happiness gives you hope. Gives me
2: hope. What is our purpose in life? To build each other up and try not to tear each other down.
0: So what's the future hold for you? What are you you know, your hopes, dreams, ambitions?
2: Um like to finish football and if it's possible go to the next level um, if not um, use my degree that I got in leadership and engineering to take that wherever that may be
0: but first this weekend
2: yes but first this weekend for sure
0: well best of luck not just this weekend but as you move forward through the rest of your college career and thanks for coming in today man I really appreciate
2: it no thanks Robin
0: Thanks to JP for coming in and taking some time out of what is a very busy week for him as well as the rest of the Governors.
1: It's a busy week because uh, football's got a pretty big game. We've been saying it for the past month or so, but one of the biggest games in program history on Saturday. Uh, this time it it is. It actually is. Conference championship on the line. Automatic.
0: It's, it's the biggest game since the last biggest game.
1: Right, 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 right. But it's bigger than the last one. Is it? Um Final answer, yes. Uh, like I said, conference championship on the line. Automatic qualifying berth to the FCS playoffs on the line. Pretty simple. Win the game. Get it all. Uh, EIU comes in 1-10. In Not the best team in the league, obviously, but a historically successful program that is looking at one of the worst seasons in program history. They would like nothing more than to steal a win and ruin the governor's season, so they cannot be taken lightly. That is why fans need to come out and defend the fort. It's Senior Day, Military Appreciation Day. Come out and support the Govs and help cheer them to a title. Should the Govs clinch the outright title and playoff bid, that goes with it. there is will be a watch party Sunday as Austin P finds out it's playoff fate. Keep an eye on the website and social media for all updates as they develop.
0: Finally, the men's basketball team will return to the friendly confines of the Dunn Center for two games against Southeastern Louisiana at 7 on Saturday. Saturday is going to be a long day. And then they'll host South Carolina State Monday. Selah hasn't beaten a Division One team yet in 2019-20, but they did give Tulsa a tussle Wednesday in a 73-66 affair in Oklahoma. South Carolina State, with former Gov Ed Stevens, now an assistant, has likewise yet to defeat a Division One opponent and will face Vanderbilt on Friday before making the trek to Clarksville. Last Tuesday, the Bulldogs scored just 39 points at Liberty. Go Flames. That is not a high
1: figure. As a Liberty student, I I applaud our defensive effort in that one. Oh yeah, I was an Austin P employee. I don't care about your opinions about liberty. Well, uh, a busy week of Austin P athletics gets gets kicked off Thursday night, which is tonight, as the governors welcome Evansville to town. Uh, Sunday they're gonna make a trip to Chattanooga the women's basketball team has the 13th best scoring offense in the country and they lead everyone else in the OVC by 12.8 points per game the governor's are one of the top-ranked three point shooting teams in the country they are the top-ranked three-point shooting team in the OVC Thursday is your last chance to see them at home until December 29th so you should be at the done. it's winner go home the OVC tournament for the LSU volleyball team At this very moment,
0: right as we record this, it is 3.04 p.m. They are warming up for their first-round match against Moorhead State in Jacksonville. Earlier this season, the Eagles snapped a three-game losing streak to the Gus, but that one was in Moorhead. The last time these two faced each other on neutral court was back in 2009 in Jacksonville.
1: For community service stuff, Haley Jacoby has all your opportunities, so go get in touch with her for that. It looks like there are some opportunities at First Christian Church, Buddy Ball, and Mana Cafe. At Thursday night's women's basketball game, the food drive to help stock up the APSU food pantry is in full
0: swing, so bring some uh, non-perishables to the dun and help us stock up. And while you're doing that, get in touch and stay in touch with us via web and social media. Casey, how might people do that?
1: You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P, and you can follow along on our official Facebook page, Austin P. Governors. Shout out to Eric and the rest of the gang in digital media and our uh, video person to be named later.
0: Hopefully not too much later. Let's Go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody Bush, and myself. We do things over at Let's Go P.com, all sorts of interesting little factoids. I personally want to plug a story I did this week about uh, the four-year four, four redshirt, five-year rather, redshirt seniors who have been with the program since 2015, the last vestiges of the Kirby Cannon era. Shout out to those guys, though,
1: while we're here. Yeah. Have
0: Sean, Hunter, super, Logan, and Devin. Super shout out to those guys. Those guys, that was, meeting with those four and just kind of talking about it was like, Meeting with be like meeting with four Tom Hankses who got off the island from Castaway and lived through it. Like they had some stories, but check that out if you get a chance. I thought it was pretty good, and I think those guys will appreciate having
1: their having their stories out there. It's a big weekend for Governor's Athletics, and if you're going to come to the game, you're going to need a ticket. So you should get in contact with our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and her assistant Johnny Tyler. They have all the information you can use to get in the game. Should we emerge victorious on Saturday? the football team that is, there will be FCS playoff tickets to acquire, potentially even for a home game. There will be a lot of information about that on social media and the website. Playoff football is not something we've had a lot of here, and you'll want to be a part of the history if we are so fortunate.
0: Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating or interview on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Beg us for free playoff tickets that we can't give you. We cannot. Tweet us. I'm at C Wilson 225 He's at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Go Govs. 10 bands, 20 bands, what? she'll do anything for a couple grand, what? never had no money but she loved to dance, what? I gave her my money back to Uncle Sam, my ex still want another chance, what? man I swear I never fall in love again, uh? I done came up on the f***ing man, what? me and Timberland got other plans, you don't really know what you up against, well you know I always had an upper hand, you ain't never been through the struggle man, homemade grits in the oven pan, uh? you don't, don't want to dance, nope. two shots make him do the running man, uh? say love is a drug, uh-uh. Man, I swear I never take drugs again. I traded my bike for a Hopi. Trading my Hopi for a Honda. Trading my Honda for a Panther.